The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. We know that there was a great, wonderful, beautiful Magid whose name was Reb Shmuel Yudalevich. He was a Magid in Yerushalayim and he was a Pe Mapik Margolius. He would open his mouth and people would melt. He would get straight to your Neshama and he could melt the hardest heart in Klal Yisrael. And because he knew he had this talent, he was self-aware, he almost never refused a speaking opportunity. It was an opportunity to inspire someone, to bring her closer to Hashem. Hashem gave him this incredible gift, this incredible talent. Why wouldn't he use it? But there was one time, which was so counterintuitive, that he turned down a speaking request. You see, the Rav in Bate Haradna, a large shul, was Nifter. And they needed someone to stand up in front of the large kehila right before Kal Nidre and be mechazek them and inspire them to do tshuva. And they asked Rav Shmuel Yudalevitz to do them a favor and to please come to Bate Haradna in Yerushalayim and to inspire the people. Listen, if you can't get inspired before Kal Nidre, when could you get inspired? It was an opportune time with a master Magid. This was this time. This was his moment in the limelight. And Reb Shmuel Yudalevitz on the spot turned them down. I'm not doing it. They looked at him incredulously. You'd never say no even to the most insignificant thing where a few people will be there. And this you're turning down? It's, and they said to him, you know, this is such a schus for you and your family to bring people closer to Hashem. Is there any better or more opportune way to spend your Yom Kippur than to try to bring people closer to Hashem? If you help Hashem's children, you'll help your children. He was adamant. I am not speaking. Later, someone who was close to him said to him, Shmuel, what happened to you? Listen to what Rav Shmuel says. It's such a game changer. He said, I know that when I get up to speak at Kal Nidre, the wife of the recently deceased Rav is going to be in the Ezes Nashim. And it doesn't make a difference how I say it or what I say it. When I speak, it's going to elicit memories of that impassioned Kal Nidre Drasha that her husband gave every year for who knows how many years. And she's going to cry. And he says, I don't care how many tears of tshuva I could elicit, but if she ekes out one tear of tsar, then nothing that I can do is worthwhile. And he said to them the most amazing thing. He said, I'm going to prove to you that what I'm doing is right. And I'm going to prove it to you from the Torah. It's Torah Shebek Really, they said, where is that? And he showed them in Parsha Shemais. And Parsha Shemais is one of the Torah. Moshe Rabbeinu is approached by the Rabbeinu Shalalem and he's given the task of liberating and redeeming Klal Yisrael. Could you imagine? Klal Yisrael has been suffering for so many years. They're in so much pain and so much agony. And finally Rabbeinu Shalom says to Moshe Rabbeinu, that's it, the time has come for Geula. And Moshe Rabbeinu, in the most mind-boggling way, turns Hashem down. And he says, I am not doing it. And he comes up with every excuse not to do it. What do you mean, Moshe Rabbeinu? You can't even dilly or dally. You can't delay one second. Klai rolls in pain. How do you have a right to do that? No. Moshe Rabbeinu comes up with every excuse until we see that he elicits Charoi Naf, Kaviyachal, the Rabbeinu Shalom gets upset at him. And then Moshe Rabbeinu makes one such statement which shows us where he's coming from. Moshe Rabbeinu says, Shlach na biyat tishlach. Hashem, send in the hands of whoever you want to send it in. Not me. Says Rashi, Shlach na biyat tishlach. Who should you send it, send it with? Aaron Akain. You see, Moshe Rabbeinu was refusing the Bayer Elam himself. He wasn't taking Klal Yisrael 
out of Mitzrayim, he could stem so much pain and so much agony because it would hurt the feelings of his brother Aaron. He was concerned Aaron was the older one. Moshe is being appointed as the Goyo. Says Moshe Rabbeinu, Rabbeinu Shalom, I cannot do it. It's going to cause a drop of pain, even a subconscious pain. To my brother Aaron, I'm out. I can't do it. And he refuses the Rabbeinu Shalom Kabiyacha. How could he do that? There's so many people that are dependent on him. The answer is, that's what one does. Says Rabbi Shmuel Yudah Levitz. I know there's a lot of people dependent. And I have the opportunity and I know my talents. I could transform these people's Yom Kippur. But if it's going to cause pain or agony to one woman, if she's going to eke out one tear when she thinks about her husband, I am not doing it. And he didn't. He didn't speak there. That is the incredible sensitivity that we need to have to other people. And we need to train ourselves to be in tune to thinking about other people, to understanding where they're coming from, to walking a mile in their shoes. That's a Gadol B'Yisrael. That's Moshe Rabbeinu, who eventually becomes like Kam B'Yisrael There's nobody in the world like Moshe Rabbeinu. It's fascinating. Much more recent example of a Veracha V'Samach Balibay. Someone who's just so happy for someone else's success. And that was the legendary Panavizhah Rebbe, Yisrael Shlema Kahneman, who was a legend on so many fronts. The yeshiva in Panavish, in its first formative years, went through a very difficult tekufa, a difficult period financially. They had expanded and they'd accommodated so many orphans and lost souls and new bachram. The yeshiva was going off the charts in terms of its success, but it was very hard to raise the capital. And the Panavish found out about a very wealthy American fellow who was from Europe originally, who... He formed a relationship, did some friend raising, and the fellow was coming to Eretz Yisrael. And this would be his opportunity to ask the fellow for a substantial donation that could change the trajectory of the yeshiva, take them out of the red and bring them into the black. And you can imagine how the yeshiva prepared a VIP reception for this fellow. He met with the Rosh Hashivas. He got a chance to be in by davening. He got a seat up at the front. He had a meeting with the Panavizhirav. And the fellow was blown away. Just the energy of being in a yeshiva of so many people learning and the incredible network of the Batei Avais that saved so many souls from the Holocaust. Unbelievable. The fellow was blown away and he sat down with the Panavishir Rosh Hashiva in the Panavishir Rosh Hashiva's office and now was the time for the Panavishir Rosh to make that ginormous ask. Before that, the fellow says, you know what I was so impressed by? I was impressed by the base Medrash. There was such an energy, so many people learning. You know something? I didn't have a chance to go to yeshiva but my father did. My father went to a yeshiva called Slabotka. Slabotka. Really? I always wondered what happened to that yeshiva. And the Panavizhirav says, Slabotka? There's a yeshiva Slabotka here, a transplant yeshiva in Benebrak. Really? The guy says, I'd love to see it. Come, says the Panavizhirav. Let me introduce you to the Rosh Yeshiva of Slabotka. Let me show you the yeshiva. Let me show you the base Medrash. And without asking for a penny, he picked himself off and he brought the fellow to the Slabotka yeshiva. He had someone go ahead so they could prepare a VIP reception and the fellow gave a massive donation to Slabatka Yeshiva. Panavish Yeshiva didn't get anything. And the the staff and the Talmudim said to him, so new, what did we get, Rebbe? He says, Slabatka Yeshiva got a lot. And he was filled with joy. What they said? We put so much effort and we invested so much in making this guy and he was there. What happened? And he shared the story. 
and they couldn't understand the Panavish Rav. Why are you smiling? You should be frightened. The Panavish Rav says, because Slabotki Yeshiva is also part of Klai Yisrael. And when they are Matzliach, we're all Matzliach. That's Veroacha, the Samach Beliboy. That's seeing somebody else's success, and it fills our hearts with Simcha. And the result of that is unbelievable. It's Aaron Akayin who carries the Chayshin on his chest. It's the Umen Beturm that gives Klai Yisrael direction in the most difficult of situations. It's the heart of a Yiddish person caring for another. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.